As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. When I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Live from a bunker in the heart of the Ozarks, a podcast that can't believe they made a kid's movie about how to get lucky, it's Sif Pop. Welcome to Sif Pop Weekly, streaming live most Saturday mornings or available to download later in your podcast feed. Unless, of course, you're a patron. Patrons get perks. Patrons get those perks. Nemesis. I'm your host, Aaron Dicer, and he's just a dude who gets hit by a car and eats mad ice cream. It's Andrew Ormsby, ladies and gentlemen. That's my wife. That's my life boiled down. Ahoy. <laughs> Each week, we'll chat about movies, TV, and whatever else from the pop culture universe is on our minds. And please welcome our guest this week. We're happy she's made Sif Pop her forever family. It's Alice. Good day, good day, good day. Ooh, the applause. I'm still. Yeah. Uh, thank you. Thank you're you. Welcome. Thank you're you. welcome. Yeah. You deserve it. Good to have you. Good to have you, Alice. Uh, good to be. And we're we're here for. How you been, by the way? How are things going? Life good. In, good. Uh, yeah. Australia. In in a new house, so new oh. background. Yep. I'm in a slightly different part of Australia now, and uh, <laughs> my partner owns it, so that's. <laughs> That's nice. The bonus. <laughs> nice. Uh, yeah. Moving is terrible. Moving is one of yeah, the worst things ever. It. Yeah, and I did it when both of us had strep throat. So oh, that was fun. that was the worst. As someone who's had COVID, I would have rather the COVID because strep throat just like is literal daggers in the throat. Yeah. And I got it. I had to, we, our moving day was my second day of having it. So it was like the high fever, the awful, you know, just muddled thinking. And I was just like struggling putting my books on the shelf. But we got there in the end. So that's I passed out for a little bit. It's fine. Oh, it's the worst. <laughs> moving is the worst. Uh, I'm glad yep. you made it through. Okay. Even with strep throat. It's like you had a, like a, a menu of can I please check the the worst possible options on this menu yeah. of the day I need to move oh strep throat yeah. sounds amazing let's do that yeah. one yeah. let's let's go and let's then hit both one. of us that's a great idea we'll both be out that's exactly what we need <laughs> uh so are you not in melbourne anymore no no still just a different part of melbourne different so part of melbourne yeah, we're now okay. north melbourne cuz you oh. guys definitely know where that is <laughs> oh man those north you're, melbourne you're, you're an uptown girl now yeah you know what's yeah. hilarious is that north melbourne is actually in west melbourne <laughs> <laughs> what? wait what wait yeah, hold on a of- second the name of the area is north melbourne but it's technically west melbourne <laughs> Is there a West yeah. Melbourne in the northern area of Melbourne? There's a West Melbourne, and it's the suburb next to my suburb. <laughs> is it? 
I, I, it, I am it's confused. It's called West Melbourne. <laughs> it's kind of like I'm the in North whole... Melbourne. And then it's... next to us is West Melbourne directly. Like you cross the street and you're in West Melbourne. <laughs> wow. That's uh, um, it's, that is it's a Greenland and Iceland sort of situation you got going on there. <laughs> That's right. Yeah, it's, it's exactly but, what it hey, is. Hey, we're, uh, we're near the hosp- the main hospitals and also the market, so that's what matters. <laughs> there you go. You, you got <laughs> you got the place to go for for food and the place to go for when you get strep throat when you're moving. Uh, think so, about it, Aaron. They say that we're in the Midwest, but we're not. It's we're it's the, weird. We're in the mid mid. We're in the mid mid. We're in the mid mid. Well, and it was always weird. It was always weird, like, uh, like Ohio is considered Midwest. It's, and it's so like, north. It's so it's northeast. So north. It is so northeast in this country. Like, it's ridiculous. Um, but, yeah. Nothing makes sense. Yeah. It's all no, a, it's, it's a mood, guys. It's not literal. It's a mood. It's a it's mood. It's a feel. It's a look it's and a feel. feel. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, we are going to have a mood of a show. Uh, we've got uh, Samaritan. <laughs> oh, yeah. Uh, which is on uh, Amazon Prime that we're going to talk about, and then Luck, uh, which is on Apple TV Plus uh, that we'll talk about as well. For best ever challenge today, we're going to go over the best ever Sly Stallone movies. Um, not Sylvester, Sly specifically. Yeah. Oh, Sly. Oh Stallone. no. <laughs> oh did no! You watch, I did did the, you watch the wrong movie? <laughs> you watched the wrong yeah. ones. Yeah. Yep. Uh, watch and of course, Sylvester's. We'll, uh, we'll do uh, some buried treasure at the end as well. But let's go ahead and get into it with a review of Samaritan. Samaritan. Samaritan died 25 years ago. That's what they say. You think you live across from a superhero? Do you have a therapist, kid? Kid. Samaritan is dead. I pick up garbage for a living, pal. Samaritan cleaned up the streets. You mind your business, I'll mind mine. I don't believe you! 13-year-old Sam Cleary suspects that his mysteriously reclusive neighbor, Mr. Smith, is actually the legendary vigilante Samaritan, or vigilante if you prefer, who was reported dead 20 years ago. With crime on the rise and the city on the brink of chaos, Sam makes it his mission to coax his neighbor out of hiding to save the city from ruin. Uh, Samaritan is Sylvester Stallone and and uh, Javon Walton coming in is uh, Sam Cleary. Uh, and this is, I think, a graphic novel, if I'm remembering correctly, or a comic book, or at least a superhero story of some uh, some nope, some type. It's just it's just a superhero. It's not based on anything. Oh, this is an original superhero tale. Why yeah. did I think I thought mm-hmm. I saw? It's actually that it was based a- on Unbreakable. <laughs> yeah, little known. No, fact. legit, legitimately, the writer based this on Unbreakable, and I think a movie called Finding Forrester. Yeah, and wow, yeah. those are some interesting uh, things that this movie is based on because the writer said so, but not in any way because you watched the movie. Uh, so let's talk about Samaritan, shall we? Did we like it, love it, dislike it, hate it, or it was just okay? Alice, kick us off. How much did you love Hi. this movie? If I could get a refund on streaming services for the time I wasted last night watching this movie, I hated it. I I, I really strong I, hate. I was struggling to find a pro. That's that's where we are. All right, that's where we're at. Andrew, what about you? I'm gonna go with the very low side of okay. Probably by the end of this, we're I'll be in the didn't like it, but. <laughs> I'll get into more of my thoughts 
later on. Yeah, um, I went in with very low expectations, and I think that's why I'm able to say that I just didn't like it. Uh, otherwise, I think I may have hated it as well. Um, but I'm gonna I'm gonna land in the didn't like it category. I may even bump it up to like the high side. of didn't liked it. Um, and and we can get into the specific reasons of of that. But Anderson, you're the one that loved this movie. Um, yes, number one movie of the year. Here's okay. So here's the deal with this movie. There's not enough here for me to like say, "Ooh, I like this part." But there's also not enough here for me to say I didn't like this part. This is just such an okay movie. It's going to be very difficult for me to pinpoint specific elements of the movie and talk about them because nothing stood out on either end of the spectrum. Nothing made me go, oh, that was cool, or oh, that wasn't the good. Like, everything is really mediocre. I think the acting is mediocre. I think the combat is mediocre. The story is mediocre. I can talk about, okay, I can talk about the story. This is one of the most painstakingly obviously obvious like a uh, story to like they pandered to it so often that it was like okay we get it you're gonna do this reveal later on in the movie can you not make it any more obvious like, as to what you're gonna do it's you like know? the magician who's doing sleight of hand right he's like well, and, this. you know and it's like <laughs> and instead of instead of just directing your attention to the hand they want to direct your attention to they're like but don't look over at this don't hand. look over at nobody this nobody hand. look don't, over don't here look. Don't look over here. There's definitely not this thing. (laughs) The quarter is definitely not in this hand now, guys. Yeah. Yeah. Very clear. Uh, No, I felt the exact same thing. That's such a great point. Um, It's it's it is not at all uh, subtle about its storytelling uh, endeavor. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I think the story is the only thing I can kind of hang on to. I think they're at the bare bones of what's going on here might be an interesting tale to tell um and under completely different circumstances with a completely different uh way to go about it where it's where it is a little more subtle where it is a little more nuanced where uh there is a little more um expertise in the storytelling and the performances are better and a whole bunch of things are better this is a story that I think could have been interesting and captivating um, because at its core, there are some things here that I don't know that I've spent a lot of time thinking about, like that I haven't seen enough times that I'm like, oh, it's this old thing again. Um, you know, one of those things is the way that the movie, again, it's done poorly. Like if you're going to do this, this is the worst way to do it. But the movie's prologue is the uh, origin tale, Right. Like, and there are other, there are other movies that do this, um, and it does it poorly, but that's not a terrible idea. Like to, to have, to skip the origin story and go into a more intimate, uh, like story between two characters, between a man and a boy and how, you know, this information impacts both of them, uh, with the themes that are built into the story about good and evil. What does it mean to be good? What does it mean to be bad? The problem is the movie just doesn't understand what it has in any meaningful way. And so it it bungles its own ability to really bring those things home. But I do I actually do think there's some interesting stuff underneath the bones of of this movie that might make for uh, if we can have a redo and just, you know, completely start with a different, you know, production team, director, all that kind of stuff. Um, but um, so, yeah, so that's I think that's my main good thing I have to say about it. Alice, did you ever end up finding any pros? Did you ever figure out? I do. Out? I 
I do have I have three points. You meant you just mentioned one of them, which is like I think the concept was like there. I just don't think it was executed at all. Mm-hmm. But I also think again on that line, I think there's a really interesting theme there around the idea of relying on superheroes on or on this powerful or like on a crux. Um, you know, there's one bit of the movie where it's basically like, you know, if they're superheroes, then people will just rely on that and they won't, you know, pick the the town or the city or whatever, Granite mm-hmm. City won't improve of its own accord because they'll be relying on some mm-hmm. something else. So that was interesting, but it was like a throwaway line and I was just like, okay. And then there was that do you one know what, Do you stunt- know why the criminals do crime there? Because they take it for granted. That's, uh, oh that's, gosh. Um, so. <laughs> Have you added in that wah wah sound effect into your? Board? No, I should. I really wait. Wait, hold on. Wait, hold on. Hold on. Um, there we go. Uh, that'll, oh, work. that'll work. No, for now. it doesn't deserve that. <laughs> <laughs> um, but the other thing is just there's that one stunt in the homeless area with the car. That was kind of cool. They, they, that's my pause. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Uh, one one split second moment of coolness. Um, yeah, I was like, oh, that's it. <laughs> uh, Andrew, as the defender of this film, uh, any other yeah. positives you wanted to mention? I honestly, uh, I, we, I try not to uh, uh, make too big a deal about like child actors and stuff like that because I don't know they're growing and stuff in their talent and as well as like their knowledge of the world but i will say i thought that javon wanna walter walton uh, but is it on imdb is i think one is his like wanna walton yeah. like his i, I think one is name. his like um because i think he did like boxing or mma or something so this kid well good for yeah. him okay well i wanted to say i thought he actually did a pretty good job yeah, yeah. so good it's good that you think that I did. Uh, I did think though. Like, is it just me, or do I feel like this movie was filmed like four years ago or five years ago, and now it's it's only just coming out now? Because this kid's like quite famous. Like, he's getting there. He's in Euphoria, and he was in the most recent season of Umbrella Academy, which is where I saw him. And he seems so much older in those shows than he does in this movie. Yeah. And that jarred me for like ten minutes of the start. It's it, it's a weird movie in that way. One of the one of the other things, and and let's just you know let's just dive <laughs> full into the negatives here. But sorry, Andrew. this movie has no <laughs> understanding on how to use periphery characters at all. Mm-hmm. Like the the Martin oh Star character shows up for a cup of coffee at the beginning of the movie, and then at the end of the movie, we see him again, yeah. and we're supposed to feel like- something. Like, I think the movie you. wants us to, right? Like, wants us to have, like, a big mentor moment with this character we don't even know. Like, I like I this I was uh, absolutely baffled by how this movie used its characters. Um, it just, yeah, it was, it was really weird to me um, what yeah. it did in that way. Yeah. And the pacing of the whole movie was just so weird. Like, I felt like we were in act one for 90% of the movie. And then all of a sudden we were in the climactic battle. Like, I feel like Mm -hmm. it was this, oh, this, there's this guy and this young boy and this young boy has a really bad life. And then this guy is also there and, oh, he's got super, you know, and then it just is kind of building that up and then introduces a villain who's literally just a Bane ripoff. 
Like, it's just the music and everything he says and the way he sounds. I was like, oh, I didn't realize I started watching Dark Knight Rises. When did that happen? <laughs> um, and then it just literally is the end, which can I just say, I like, not going to spoilers or anything, but that ends the climactic scene. I'm just saying the main characters, like, death would have happened a lot. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, There's hold on. Just... Let me let me get this straight. Let me get this straight, Alice. You're saying that the human body is not mis- meant to withstand <laughs> whether it's gas or heat or whatever you want to call it. There's about eight different things that should have been succumbed to. Uh huh. Yes, by a normal, just... non-supernatural human child. Um, yes. <laughs> Who's touching metal? Yeah. Like, yeah. Metal with, ah, yeah. oh, I just, anyway, so there's that. Plus, yes, yeah. obviously, like you mentioned, Andrew, I literally, I'm not even, I was watching this with a friend. Five minutes in, I was like, this is what the big review, the big turn's going to be. Yeah. And I said the the whole thing that happened, and it was exactly what happened. Except, and this is getting uh, to my other point, it never actually goes into depth as to any of the story elements. It's just like, oh, and this happened. Big story moment. But it never actually explains in a way that's satisfying in any way, shape, or form. It's just like, yeah. anyway, deal with it. End of movie. Bye. Like, yeah, well, and that I think so much. Yeah, I think what the movie's doing, and again, I totally agree with you, is that it's setting up this twist, but there's no heart behind it. Like, we don't see any character transformation or a a revelation of a moral quandary or anything like that it's just like it's a twist for the sake of having a twist and there's nothing to it it doesn't mean anything no 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 story-wise it's supposed to mean a lot like story-wise it's supposed to be about good and evil and what lies inside us all and but the movie again is so clumsy about that stuff that it's that when we get there, it's like, well, it does it mean that? Like, what is like? How does yeah. it relate to that? I like the, the again the structure, the idea is there. It's just in completely botched in the execution. Yeah, let me rephrase. Like, it, it it is supposed to mean something, but we never see the character growth or like why they like is did that one moment that they keep flashing back to. Is that supposed to be the, uh, I guess you could say, the awakening for like a, the right we and wrong? Know. And I don't so know. Confusing. That's what I mean. That's, yeah, yeah, it's just like, what? That's the point you I'm can't making. just show it. Also, can I just say, it looked like I was watching, you know, the Rambo character in Mortal Kombat, like in the game, because that CGI <laughs> was so, just all the CGI. Let's I thought it was actually here, a pretty good deep fake. Oh, Are you talking about the final? So ra- the the final yeah, one? Yeah, I mean, yeah. all of it, but specifically, it didn't yeah, me. with the, uh, just the close-ups where I was like, I literally, I, I swear to God, I was playing Mortal Kombat before I watched the movie, and I was like, oh, they, it's just that character. They've just put yeah. that character <laughs> design into the movie, and and it was not good. But just in general, there were so many moments where I feel like they forgot to act or, or to let actors know where visual effects would be in or whatever it was, because they were definitely inconsistent elements with the CG. And I was just like, oh, it looks like it was done in Windows Movie Maker. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. But yeah. So that's... It just... There was nothing for me to grab onto. I wanted to... I like superhero movies. I like edgy movies. I like Unbreakable. This is not it. 
This, mo- this movie's boring, too, right? Yes, like for everything yes. that this movie tries to do, I was bored out of my mind for half of this movie. Well, there's no, st- like the there's no stakes in this movie. Yeah. Yeah. Like, the, I, uh, correct me if I'm wrong, the villain's main goal for this movie is to turn off the power. <laughs> to turn off the lights? Yeah. To turn off the lights, which, by the way, that is the most well-lit area that's not supposed to have lights. There's, like, fans running. There's, you know, it's... You know, yeah. just like in Unbreakable. Yeah. <laughs> it's like when he's making his announcement to the world, revealing himself and whatever, and there's, like, 20 people in the street, and that was that's enough. There was no one filming anything. They didn't even do the lazy, like... Of people in the audience, of people yeah. like holding up their phones mm-hmm. to record it and it going live or anything like that. It was literally just like you, twenty people who happen to be in the shops nearby, hear my call. And I was just like, <laughs> okay, sure. What's the plan again exactly? And then when it's like, I'm gonna finish what Nemesis started, and then it's just like, what? Where is the context? There's no context. There was no uh. there was no context. There was no setup. Like so many of the you know there was a I guess a heist early on where mm-hmm. some important uh, n- <laughs> yeah. nemesis, nemesis type uh, cosplay was discovered. What were they? And yeah, it's like none of that stuff had enough setup where I'm like I understand what's going on here and I understand what the threat is I understand what everybody's motivations are it's just it's just all a jumbled mess so mm-hmm. yeah yeah Agreed. it's really hard yeah. to understand Andrew why you loved this movie but I uh, you know you you get to do I'm a, you, I'm I a sly apologist man <laughs> It's your favorite one of the year. I just don't know. How is he in this? Why. How do you feel about Stallone in this? Like, I mean, he's kind of sleepwalking through it a little bit, I think. But, yeah. like, you know. That's, that's the best way to Listening to him I try it. to talk about thermodynamics, yeah. I was like, oh. <laughs> the that's ice cream That's the most scene. effort he's put into this movie. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I do think that people give uh, Sylvester Stallone a bad rep, like, as a bad actor. And I he's don't not a agree with that at all. I think he is an amazing actor. I, you can even see moments in this movie where you're like, yeah. "No, that's a good act." Like he's he's doing things with his eyes here or his presence here. Like you know, he's conveying emotion. He's conveying <laughs> like Sly is fine. But he only Sly- has like three or four emotions in this movie to convey. <laughs> <laughs> Sly mm-hmm. is <clears throat> at least on screen. I don't know about off screen. On screen, I don't think Sly is the problem with this movie. Certainly not the main problem with this movie. Um, but, you know, the movie has enough problems of its own that, uh, yeah. you know, even if he had given a career, you know, career performance in this, I, I don't know what good it would have done. I feel so. like he, he must have known. He must have been like, eh, easy paycheck. You know, <laughs> I feel like he wanted I, I feel like he wanted a franchise. I feel like he wanted uh, maybe a John Wick, like his own John Wick mm. kind of character. Uh, he wanted his own superhero kind of character. Um, He's already a uh, King Shark, so yeah. <laughs> That's right. What more do you need? What more do you need? I mean, if you want to talk about a guy who needs a franchise, the last person anybody is going to talk about is <laughs> Sylvester Stallone, the guy who yeah, is both Rocky fine. and he's Rambo and the he's Expendables. Let's add. I mean, let's add an adjective then. He need, he wants a relevant franchise uh, <laughs> because neither of those are relevant for well, him anymore. Well, Maybe he wants a franchise still... where every single movie's good. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but Creed, do you think Creed is a Sly franchise? I guess you have to give it to him. I guess, you know, 
I mean, it's part of Rocky. Creed is isn't Rocky. You know, it's no. I know. I just don't. I guess I've just never thought of it as Sly's thing. I've just I've thought of it as no. Creed is one hundred percent about Michael B. Jordan. but I do think that it's. So you're saying that you he, you think hypothetically he's looking for a franchise that he is the focal. Point. I think it's very possible he misses being at the center of pop culture conversation with a big franchise movie like Rocky or Rambo, and he's trying to find what that is for him now. I, I think that's, I, and I don't think there's anything wrong with that. Like, I mean, everybody kind of goes through their career and tries to you know figure out what the you know the next stage looks like and. Um, so I don't begrudge anybody, you know, trying to find something that, that might hit or might work, but I do think there may have been some of that career math involved in taking a role like this, where it's mm. like, oh, if this works, if it hits, mm. you know, like, uh, it could be a big deal. If you remember correctly, there was supposed to be an offshoot from Guardians of the Galaxy of all of the, uh, mm-hmm. Uh, what, you, what the Ravagers, mm-hmm. and he was supposed I to be Reavers, the main. F- but that's a different. Uh, yeah, that's <laughs> that's Firefly. <laughs> but yeah, he was supposed to like <clears throat> do an offshoot of the Ravagers. I mean, if anything, that's the franchise he needs to put his time and effort into trying to get off the ground because. Yeah, I, but when you're see, in Marvel, it's never really about you. You know what I mean? Like it's 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 interesting. It's about like unless, Marvel. Yeah. Yeah. Even so, even like Robert Downey Jr. and Chris Evans are like you know like Marvel is going on without them um at varying degrees of success according to different people but um but yes so it's neither here nor there (laughs) yeah i don't know Uh, i just think yeah but i just there's nothing new in this movie there's nothing interesting in this movie and like even at the script form i feel like this wouldn't have been that engaging to read like i just Going back to that boring point, there was so much where I was like, is anything happening? There's just a bunch of conversations, <laughs> and then the kid keeps getting beaten up, and then he saves him, and then he fixes stuff. Like, oh my gosh, I should not be this bored in a superhero movie, well, that's, you know? Well, that's the unbreakable part, Where's the part, mystery? Right? Yeah. That's, yeah. That's the part that they're trying to ape from Unbreakable, is the, mm-hmm. the indestructible man having conversations with the kid that looks up to them, you know? Yeah. Um, I would have never jacket, made that connection. Hoodie. Yeah, right. Yeah, I would have never made that connection on my own if you hadn't uh, mentioned him bringing it up. But this um, movie is like eighty percent Chumbawamba tub thumping, and <laughs> then like one percent heart, and then uh, I guess what is there nine percent left of just a uh, mediocre action? That's what this movie yeah. is. You know what it reminds me of? It reminds CGI. me of Bloodshot. Do you remember Bloodshot? Oh, yeah, I had a lot God. of the same exact feelings watching Bloodshot, where it's just oh, like that this was is like. One of the last movies I saw before COVID, and I feel like it caused it. <laughs> <laughs> yes, it is. Uh, it is uh, transferable by blood. It shot. is about viruses, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, um, yeah. This this had this had huge bloodshot energy to me. Um, uh, very similar. Yeah, thoughts. that is. Yeah, agreed. Exactly, exact yeah. same feeling I got with that. Except I, I might I have to like pay this money a little bit. One. I might like this a little bit more, and that's not saying anything. <laughs> than Bloodshot. Is it I, just yeah, no, I, I, I think this is a better like movie than Bloodshot. I actually think this is yeah. a better movie than Bloodshot. But yeah. um, but they that's have not that same very energy. Much. Yeah, yeah, it's exactly. not saying much at all. Uh, all right. Any final thoughts? One last thing about no. uh, Samaritan. No post credits. Yeah. Nothing else to say. No. No. Me either. No. Except for I always misspell the word Samaritan. I don't know why. I just want to throw an extra I 
in the in the end i want it to oh, be like t-a-i-n tan yeah like samaritan i don't know samaritan samaritan it's just tan aaron it's just tan it's just samaritan that's all it is that's my one last thing. All right, uh, let's move on to our next review. Let's talk a little bit about I blame bad luck for everything that's gone wrong in my life. You sure have bad luck, Sam Greenfield. Ugh, take that, universe. Oh, until I found an actual lucky penny. Something that could finally turn my life around. Yes, 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 yes! And what did I do? <gasps> I flushed it down the toilet. <laughs> Suddenly finding herself in the never before seen land of luck, the unluckiest person in the world must unite with the magical creatures there to turn her luck around. Uh, luck comes to us from Apple TV Plus. Um, Simon Pegg voicing Bob the cat uh, in this one. Uh, Eva. Noblezada, uh, voicing Sam, the main character, and Jane Fonda coming in as La Dragon. Um, and our uh, heart goes out to Jane Fonda, who just announced she's uh, processing through cancer right now, I think. I think she just oh. announced this week. Oh, um, so, that's really sad. Um, yeah, and it's just, you know, it's always a reminder that the thing we do, this fun, you know, look at movies and talk about them, that kind of stuff, is involved with a lot of real human people that go through real human things and have real human lives. And, um, you know, we certainly wish everyone the best. But let's talk about this movie, shall we? Um, what did you think? Did you like it, love it, dislike it, hate it, or just it was just okay? Andrew, let's start with you. Well, again, low side of okay. Low side of okay. I'm going to go with low side of liked it. Um, Alice, what about you? Yeah, didn't like it, but just didn't uh, like it. Just didn't in the like in the comfy, yeah. Yeah, Aaron, number one movie of the year. Oh my yes. god, it's your favorite now. Best movie ever. Um, I here's what I like about Luck. Uh, I think it has a lot of heart, and it has something really important to say. Um, and the thing that that I I love about it is this idea of. Good things and bad things happen to us all, and it's not about the good things and bad things themselves. It's about how they interact in our lives and the choices we make uh, and how we deal with them. And I think that's a very complex thing to put in a kid's movie. And I don't know that it always lands perfectly, but I think there is uh, enough of it here that that I come out the other side uh, enjoying what the movie is trying to say and enjoying the way it says it. I think this movie is really slapsticky fun. I think there's a lot of really... Um, interesting things going on here. Um, responses, Andrew. It seems like you have something you want to say. Well, I mean, it's funny because that's actually one of my negatives is the animation style of this movie because I think that they're well. I wasn't pers- talking specifically about the animation style, which I agree is a little bit uh, lo-fi. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm yeah. talking more about uh, the the actual like humor of the moments, not the yeah. the visual way it's portrayed. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so let me expand on that. Then what I mean by that is the the slapsticky elements of this uh, movie, like, you know, it's really Looney Tunes-ish. I don't think that that meshes well with this style of animation. I think mm, that... Right, it, sure. Yeah, that's that's more what I was trying to say. Um, I, there's also something animation-wise, you say it's kind of low-budget-ish, because I felt like I didn't... 
It's going to sound really weird, so apologies in advance. It was like there was no life behind the eyes of these characters. Correct. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the the animation is, it is, in my opinion, the worst part of the movie is yeah. the execution on the animation. And I don't know <clears throat> if it's just because, I'm, I'm not even sure the company. Uh, Skydance. Skydance, that's right. But it's after, like, this is John Lasseter's first, like, foray back into animation I and he I was feel an like executive producer on this yeah, yeah so this is since he's become like the head of creative or whatever it is there since leaving Pixar yeah. and it does feel like he just stole like it's, it's like a ripoff of Pixar but it just well, he put John Ratzenberger that- in the movie when you put John Ratzenberger yeah. in the movie <laughs> I know I was like it's weird not, isn't you're it not it's not like, Pixar anymore Stop I know I, like John Ratzenberger said something as his character for the first time in that movie I was like wait 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 wait, wait, wait. is this a Pixar yeah. movie like what's, what's going on here <laughs> well everything about it like especially if you look at the last you know last few Skydance movies in this one it's literally just like a ripoff of Pixar's style which eventually which is also mm. now Disney style and I'm just, you know, that threw me off because I was like, well, but this is Skydance. This is a different company. They don't do this kind of animation. And um, and I don't think that good animation means copying Pixar. I think that there's lots of different, you know, I think what's great is when different studios come up with their own look and feel. And then, I, for example, you know, you've got obviously um, Ardman with their stop motion. And then you've got, um, what's the one that did like Life of Kells and um, Wolfwalkers and, and that that oh, studio that's... has their, their 2D thing. Anyway, I think that there's some artistry to the animation style. And I just think that the whole time I was like, everything about this for me is including the story, including the characters is screaming Pixar ripoff. And that is on top of like part of my positives is the fact that I do think the concept had so much potential. Are you kidding? Like a like the idea of luck and the land of luck and bad luck. Like I was really, really interested to see more cartoon saloon. Thank you. Yes. Um, from, from the comments. Yeah. Um, regarding that earlier studio, but I think that there was so much potential there with the com with the concept. And I just feel that it didn't quite, meet it especially at the end where I feel like it just wrapped everything up and I never got answers on a lot of different elements that I wanted to feel satisfied in like it felt like I was just like anyway all is good let's go to the end <laughs> yeah um I I don't know that I fully agree with that but I understand what you're saying um I didn't I guess maybe because I'm such a Pixar guy like I never felt like this was a Pixar rip off i just felt like the the john ratzenberger thing was the only thing for me that i was like oh that's has a very pixar feel to it um i just i i think there there is um an animation style here that is so uh rounded off at the edges that Mm -hmm. uh like in pixar has so much life in the eyes and so much you know uh, stuff that it just it never clicked to me to to kind of compare the two but um I was trying to do a little bit of uh, uh, looks on. Uh, I was trying to do a little bit of a look on Skydance Animation, and I think this is their first movie. Am I wrong yeah. about that? No, that's so, I think that's what I heard as well. It's their first feature film uh, for Skydance Animation. So mm. I'm trying to think what other Skydance Animation projects there may have been, maybe TV or home video or or whatever the case may be. But um, mm. I might be getting confused. I might be getting confused with another mm-hmm. one so yeah. yeah ignore me that's fine <laughs> <laughs> some other well, thoughts andrew what are some of your thoughts uh 
Yeah, I mean, I don't think that there was enough character growth in this movie. And, mm-hmm. and I can, and, and and I know that Aaron's really going to disagree with that because it felt like, well, I know the character is supposed to realize, you know, bad luck isn't always bad and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. You know that there, that a healthy balance is what's needed. Not that it isn't always bad, because it is always bad, but that it's not always unuseful, which I think is an that's in, a better way. That's a way. Yeah, yeah. that's a much yeah. better way to say it. But I think that like a character motivations and like aspirations and everything like that never change throughout the movie so i don't feel that there's enough character growth in that sense of like uh like she has one goal from the beginning of this movie towards the end of this movie and the aspirations there's no revelation of like oh maybe i've been coming at this the wrong way maybe it's very internal for sure Mm. yeah all the character growth is on the inside for sure there's not a lot of like exterior practical ways to see that character growth yeah 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 no i i can agree with that and and yeah again from the comments i was getting confused with blue sky so that's Ah, where the confusion came from so like ferdinand yeah yeah, i I kept i kept going to go ice age and i was like no i'm not 100 percent sure it is yeah i was getting confused so my bad well well why call it sky dance if there's blue sky (laughs) anyway that's a whole other conversation Um, well sky dance has existed sky dance has been a movie studio for a while i just sky dance animation is a a recent thing yeah and sky dance has had a pretty good year they had a top gun maverick top gun maverick so yeah yeah, they're they're Mm, doing fine that's true they're, they're, and they had Grace and Frank. They're allowed like one that. ride off this year if they were going to put out quality like that. <laughs> yeah, that's fair. Although if it's their first animation, rough that is. Um, so, and actually, I, oh no, no, no! I was just going to kind of shift this into something else. But go ahead. What were you going to say? Oh, I was just going to talk about performance, like voice performances as well. I think that like I was really excited because I'm such a Simon Pegg fan, and I just feel like I was like, yeah about like and to be honest that was kind of me about all of them even Whoopi Goldberg's character felt extremely one note um and then yeah like all of them I was just kind of like I mean yeah they're not it doesn't feel I I don't feel the goosebumps to these performances it just was there you know Mm -hmm. yeah yeah I don't think there's a lot to uh you know shout about in the vocal performances Mm. I mean Simon Pegg does something Interesting accent wise, I think, which mm. and pulls it off really, really well, which I, is not a surprise yeah. to have heard him in other things and, and uh, know his range. Um, but no, he's not given the same chance to shine as you would hope. Right. And mm-hmm. I think a lot of that may have to do with the um, I could be completely I am guessing right now. So there may be facts out there. That uh, are different than what I'm saying, and I would love to know if they are. (laughs) I'm guessing the production of this was fairly disparate. I'm guessing these people recorded in different places, um, Mm -hmm. and there Mm -hmm. is – it is – as much as actors are great, actors can do amazing things – there's something about being in the same room and performing off of each other that really brings people, you know, to life. Um, So, so yeah, I'm wondering if – there is that aspect of it uh, as well that, that kind of dries out the performances a little bit. They just um, zoomed everybody in and said, yeah, hey, record so, on your end. Yeah. Or even even at many points in some projects, animation projects now, people are recording their dialogue completely separate from the other person's dialogue. Oh, yeah. So, yeah. Um, so that happens yeah. a lot in uh, dubbing, like uh, mm-hmm. for Japanese anime and stuff like that. 
So, and again, I don't know that that happened here. I just know that it feels like it happened here. If it didn't happen here, well, then it's even worse for the movie. (laughs) If they were all in the same room recording this, I don't understand how dry the connection is here between the characters um, mm. because it, it is very dry. Uh, I think, that And that's a, the thing. Like, I feel, you know, you, you mentioned, you know, you're the family I choose. And th- there's uh-huh. this big forever emotional. Forever family, yeah. The yeah. forever family, yes. There's this big, big emotional, like, heart there. And I, I mean, look, I'll be 100% honest. Did tears come out of my eyeballs? Yes, because I'm a sook when it comes to this I was, stuff. I was going to ask. I was going <laughs> to ask, yeah. Very minimal, not as much as should have, because normally with this stuff, I am like grabbing tissues and I'm subbing into my blanket and it's like a whole thing and I am open to it. I, it always works. But this case, it was just minimal, like, you know, tears that I could wipe away with my sleeve. And that's not enough for this st- sort of stuff. And I was just kind of like, okay, found family. Yeah, okay. Not very original. Nah. You know what I mean? Like, I just, I didn't, I didn't. Get there. I didn't get well, there. Today, get you'd there. cry more watching a YouTube video of like a puppy reuniting with a soldier coming home or something like that. <laughs> oh my gosh. Yes. Actually, though. <laughs> Alice yeah. is actually crying now just thinking of when she saw. <laughs> uh, I have learned a new word today. Thank you, Alice, uh, for the oh. word sook, uh, which oh. is a oh, timid, is that- cowardly person. Uh, a, especially oh. a young person, uh, crybaby. Uh, oh, so, is that not yeah. an American? Is that not an American? Never, never heard, heard that, that word. In my oh, life. never so heard that like, word. Uh, what are you talking about? Okay, so, yeah. 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 I thought you yeah. said Sookie, like from True Blood. Yeah. I'm like, oh, Sookie. Oh, no. Yeah, well, Sookie, <laughs> you say like Sookie Lala. That's like, oh, you're being such a Sookie Lala. Like you're you're crying and whining and that sort that of thing. All right, well, <laughs> there you go. You are speaking a different <laughs> a language A crybaby, right <laughs> a complainer, a whinger, yeah. a shy or timid person, a wimp, a coward, um, all those well, things. Those are a bunch though, of just, different just, things. Uh, but it's, you know. it's all about the context. It's the context. In this case, So you could use the like, word, like if somebody's complaining, you could call them a sook. Um, basically, it sounds like it means you, immature. If someone's complaining, you'd say sooky lala. But if someone's like crying or being very sensitive, you'd call them a sook. Yeah. Okay. All right. <laughs> there you go. Yeah. I don't know yeah. where it comes I, from. It, no, that's, that's really interesting. It, it feels like it has a connotation of immaturity. Like, it's not yes. just that you cry at things easily. It's it's you're kind of a baby. Like, you know, you yeah. like, there's a, there's an element to it of that. Yes, uh, interesting. yes. Interesting. Definitely. I love words. Guys, I love words. <laughs> if you didn't know this about me, I love words. And I'm also a sook uh, movies. Yeah. So uh, that is definitely true. Uh, any other thoughts on luck? Um, I guess I guess I will say this before we get into our one last thing. Did you guys not think it was fun? Did you not have fun at, like no. at all with like that's interesting. I had a lot of fun. Maybe I was just in a different mindset. Like when I kind of put- like- Oh, go ahead, sorry. No, I was just saying I oh. kind of put myself in a like a like a almost like a childlike perspective. Like I think kids would really enjoy this movie. Like there's oh, yeah. there's like a a lot of like really fun like I'm just thinking of like the the penny floor at the Luck Factory is like really inter- like visually interesting and fun and like the way the carts go around and they get the pennies and what are they doing and then you know the, there's just I don't know I found a lot of the ideas at least uh, compelling to um, to en- enough to enjoy um, it's just a world you know you there's it felt new to me. They, they, like a lot of this stuff felt like I haven't seen this before. Like this idea of, mm. you know, the the way that luck and bad luck interact as like almost an upside down, you know, kind of thing where it's like, you know, there's the bad luck world and the good luck and the 
um, you know, in the machine, the machine that, you know, yeah. provided the luck dust and the bad luck dust. I, I don't know. I thought all that but stuff was visualized. What, that's exactly what ruined it for me because okay. I, I right. thought that was all so cool. I was like, oh, this is yeah. like such cool law, right? Like there was right. so yes, much there in I'm the saying. concept and the law was, there. I just wanted it to actually be more built beyond the the surface like i just feel like Mm. it never really got beyond the surface i wanted to know more i wanted to be more within this world and instead it just felt like a means to an end and that's what disappointed me so much at the end like why do some people have bad luck and some people have like it never goes into that it never goes into so many different elements about our main character even like her whole story sam's whole story is so muted and unknown and i just i wanted to know more about her beyond she's a really happy person that has really you know bad luck and it's it's the and you know once we delve into all the different elements of that world of the good luck and bad luck world i wanted to know more and it just felt like it was more interested in getting to the you know act two and act three than letting me in more and that's yeah i don't think you're wrong i don't think you're wrong i think there's a basicness to the way it's doing what it's doing. What I'm saying, what I'm talking more about is just the visual fun it had. Mm. And the idea, even even the idea of her luck and bad luck, like, you know, the the jam on the bread and just all the different things that happened. There's there's a moment, you know, where she gets the lucky penny or whatever, Toilet. and then all of a sudden everything changes. And she has this this look when, like, there's a dish that washes itself. I, I don't know yeah. if you remember. Like, And I'm just yeah. like, that's fun. That's kind of, you know, like, I found all that stuff really interesting and fun. And it's just like, what would it look like if somebody literally was had bad luck about everything or good luck about everything, you know? Well, uh, do you think that that uh, creates a little bit of a disassociativeness with this movie? Like, either... Because nobody is either pure luck or bad luck, so there's no like way for the audience member to really relate to this character on any front in that in that aspect. Like, if they had some sort of good luck, but like maybe a little bad luck, like some people like, oh well, you know, I've had days like that, you know. But mm-hmm. when they're when they're pure on one end or the other, it it creates a little bit of a dissociative. Well, I thought it was going to be that she got cursed or something like, or she yeah. ended up doing something that's the like opposite of the point of the movie. Like that. I think the point of the movie is that we all, like you said, that there's, there is no, you know, curse or blessing. It really is just, but it is a do. curse. Cause like Andrew was saying, like no one is that unlucky. That's so yeah. unrealistic. I thought, I don't it would know. Be, there was a guy that I, there was a guy that got hit by both atom bombs in Japan. Some people are pretty unlucky. Uh, okay. you know. But that I think the rest of his life was fine. I mean, that beyond, guy, to, to, a, to a point, to a point. That guy is allowed to be a suki lala. <laughs> you get two That's you get true. two nuclear bombs dropped on you, you can complain about it. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. for sure. Or you could but say I he's just, the luckiest guy ever because he survived getting hit by two nuclear bombs. Also so. true. That's also true. And I think, and I think there was a the way to I think there was a way to actually bring that into it, though. Like, you know how there's all these things mm-hmm. you're not supposed to do because they're unlucky? Like, what if when she was little, she'd accidentally walked under a ladder or stepped on a crack or like, you know, a, cer- a series of circumstances that caused her luck thing, like whatever you want to call it, rating to just go off the charts. And that's yeah. what happened. And sometimes that happens to people like anything give me sure. anything sure. Instead of oh, just I, hear like, what you're saying. I hear what you're saying yeah because the movie yeah. does play with that concept with the simon Pegg character he's an unlucky yeah. black cat you know you could have added you know breaking a mirror or walking under a ladder you know you could have added all yeah. these elements because if, if you're gonna 
materialize one of them into a character. It'd be fun to see all these other representations of bad mm. luck as characters as well. Yeah. yeah. No, I hear what you guys are saying. All right, we can go into one last thing. What, uh, what is, I just, I had a good time. I think I was just in a child mindset. I think I was just seeing it as a child having fun with the, kind of the different things and um but it's it's a basic movie it's very basic there's there's mm. not a lot special here you know you certainly don't look at it and go like when you watch a pixar movie most pixar movies um you you come away going oh that was special and here's why that was yeah. special i don't think you come away from luck going oh that was special and here's why that was special uh, you come i'll forget away going, about this movie by week's end yeah and i might as well i, I might uh, do that too i'm not sure um I just know while I was watching, I was I just had enough moments consecutively where I was like, oh, that was clever. Oh, that was fun. Oh, that was that I just, you know, it held on to me. Uh, maybe that I watched it directly after Samaritan. That may be part of. <laughs> well, OK, we have the context. Well, there we go. That's so. kind of kind of what I said about Samaritan. I kind of feel about this movie. It doesn't do anything to one extreme or the other. It's not really awful, uh, uh, unless you're talking to Alice. <laughs> and it's I not think, really I, good. I just didn't like it. It's just, you know, it's fun. No, I'm like, talking about Samaritan. Oh, yeah, that yeah. was just bad. See, But that's my point right there. You see, that evoked an emotion. Yes, she <laughs> hated the movie. She hated the movie. But you know what? It The movie did evoke that in her. Whereas a movie like this, it's very meh. And I'll forget about it. I don't think Alice will be forgetting Samaritan and how much she hated uh, that movie. I no, because you th- I think it's a different version of hate. It's not like passionate hate. It's more like this was so disappointing. I I so don't care about everything going on in this movie. I hate everything about the fact that I am forced to sit here and watch it right now because I'm doing a podcast okay. about it tomorrow. Okay. You know what I mean? Like, that was kind of the emotion. Oh, is that what I felt in the ether? That was, it was your hate of me that I felt in the ether. No. It, was, it was like, I can't believe Aaron is Aaron making me watch up. this movie. Aaron got woken up in the middle of the night in a cold sweat. Oh, what, what, something's happened. Oh, what is What is this? I did go, wow, you, you, got, you picked a doozy for this week between Samaritan and Luck. <laughs> Yeah. Fine, guys. Look, I will not have you disparage luck by putting it in the same category as Samaritan. But I hope you can understand the point that I'm trying yeah. to make, that there yes, are yes, movies yes. that you hate and they stick yes. with you because you hate them. It's the movies that don't like do La La anything. Yeah. Oh, no. Well, All right. Wait, Listen, hold <laughs> like, on. Hold Alice, on. Lala Shots Lala. fired. Yeah. We did oh, not bring whoa. you here to, to, to express your ridiculous hatred of that movie. I woke up at <laughs> seven in the morning so that I could have this conversation, and you come in here with this anti La La Land energy. No. But. <laughs> To get us back on track, the point I'm trying to make is there are movies that do evoke that emotion, and that's that's a way, granted it's not a good way, for a movie to stick with you. Luck is a movie that doesn't do anything for me, so I will forget about it, and I think in some ways that can be worse. A movie that doesn't do anything can be worse than a movie that makes you hate it. In some I think, aspects. I think both of these movies are completely forgettable. Um, I, I think this is why I end up liking Luck and disliking Samaritan is I smiled through lots of Luck. I oh, frowned I through lots of Samaritan. Like that's, you know, and it, sometimes it's that simple for me. Like, you know, I, I like a movie that makes me smile. Um, and Luck did that a few times. So, you know, it's because both of them are forgettable. You're not wrong. They're, the, ne- neither one of these movies is going to stick with me. 
but um, but I will choose the movie that made me smile. So I almost yeah. spit up my water because I read Phil's comment in the uh, in the chat. Uh, Aaron has bad luck picking movies this week. So. <laughs> oh, you said you didn't have that sound effect on there. No, I just refuse it to. I just refuse to use it on myself. You are uh, very sparing on the soundboard, so whenever it does come around, it's like a treat. <laughs> Uh, all right. So, uh, overall, uh, I think if you've got young children, especially, yeah. uh, I yes. think this could be a fun movie to watch and also one that might lead to some conversations about bad things and good things. As somebody who grew up in a world of faith, the conversation of why do good things happen to bad people is one we had often and I think is a really valuable conversation to have, uh, no matter what your faith is or, you know, what you believe. There is an element of when traumatic things happen, when bad things happen, let's talk about what that means in, it's your fault. in our lives. It's, yes. In general, if you can remember one thing, it's all your fault. Uh, yeah. Just in life in general. Just, you know, everything that happens. Feel good message at the end. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Before we head on to the best ever challenge, uh, I did want to thank our Sif Pop members. Uh, for supporting the podcast and the website. So SifPop.com, great place to go. Like you, We do the best ever challenges here. SifPop.com has a weekly best ever challenge with our SifPop writers where they pick movies from the uh, different categories for the best ever challenge. Lots of fun there. Lots of reviews there. Uh, and your support goes to support that website and it goes to support this podcast. Now, the fun part is if you are a supporter at patreon.com slash SIFPOP, depending on the level, there are different perks. One of those is your own dedicated podcast feed. We hear often how this is the perk that most people uh, enjoy because you get an uninterrupted ad-free podcast uh, in that feed as well as a bonus po- podcast uh, most weeks. And right now we are doing an episode by episode conversation about House of the Dragon. So we recorded with Alice thoughts on episode two uh, and we will continue to do that for the Sip Pop uh, member show. So if you're interested in hearing our thoughts on House of the Dragon, now would be a great time to be a Sip Pop member. Uh, just go to patreon.com slash siftpop. Look at the different options there. Thank you for even considering it. We do not take it lightly uh, that you would actually uh, throw money our way to keep doing this um, because you love it. So thank you for that. It means the world. And again, that's patreon.com slash siftpop. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform, with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. 
And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. All right, on to the Best Ever Challenge. Best Ever Sly Stallone movies. Yeah. Um, so... Yeah, I, there were no rules to this other than Sylvester Stallone has to be in the movie. I kind of gave myself uh, a thing that I will often do and try to only pick uh, in my top five different franchises. So I don't have the same franchise necessarily in my top five. Yeah, um, I have one Rambo necess- and one Rocky. And when yeah. I say Rocky, I mean the entire Rocky franchise. So. I, I don't. Uh, so I may may indeed have uh, <laughs> multiple from that include that character because I consider a, them two It's not a two set in stone rule. Yeah, no. yeah. Uh, but we'll go through it. We'll go number five to number one. If you have something higher than somebody else and they Trump. mention it, Trump. you can trump it. Uh, Phil, cut that out, please. I would like that on my soundboard. Uh, so, um. <laughs> Phil, I'm just going to send you an audio file of like 15 minutes of me saying Trump and VIP in different accents. Like, I'll have and, a complete... And- I've got eight buttons here. I'll just have uh, a complete section of eight t- different Trumps, eight different VIPs. Yeah, yeah. We'll just we'll just go from there. That's all you need. Uh, I don't even have to show up in the morning anymore. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, so yeah. So then uh, we'll talk about it. Whoever has it the highest. But let's start at number five. I'll kick us off. Um, my number five is Cliffhanger. Me too. Uh, that's your number five as well. I think yeah. it's a perfect number five for uh, for this list. Um, I was gonna laugh so hard if I had to trump cliffhanger. <laughs> <laughs> well, if you put it at number five, you can guarantee you don't have to trump it. Uh, yeah. That is that is that is true. Um, it's not a bad yeah. movie. What? What's that? It's not a bad movie. No, it's not. It's kind of silly at times. Like it feels like there's some silliness to it, but yeah. It's engaging, it's entertaining, it's shot well, the tension is real, John Lithgow is John Lithgow, like, it's, you know, um, Cliffhanger's great, I I really enjoy it. Yeah, one of the most famous openings to, in film history. For real. And it's not even, like, normally you, you, you reserve that kind of praise for movies that, you know, are in the high accolades of, like, you know... Mm -hmm. The Godfather or anything, but no, one of the greatest openings to any film ever is in Cliffhanger. It's, it, it's really good. It's yeah. really shot. Like the tension is perfect in that scene. Like, unfortunately, yeah. the rest of the movie doesn't live up to it. it would Not be, quite. Yeah, but uh, yeah, it's a great way to uh, to set the stakes and make the environment seem perilous throughout the entire movie. Is how it did it in that first like what ten minutes. Yeah, if that. Yeah, yeah. Cliffhangers, cliffhangers, good one. Have you seen Cliffhanger, Alice? Nope. Yeah, I wondered. Um, That's uh, look. I have five movies, and they're five (laughs) different movies. You've and literally this, seen five Sylvester Stallone movies? No, I've seen seven, but I didn't think Grudge Match or... <laughs> I didn't think Grudge Match or Spy Kids 3D should make the cut. Okay, let me ask you this. If it, if you don't think it'll give too much away, how many different franchises do you have on your... Okay, well, this is going to reveal some things. I've you don't have to if you don't want like, to. I'm just curious. The only Rocky movies I've seen are Creed and Creed 2, and I haven't seen any Rambos. So Well, there you go. Well, that that eliminates a lot of the possible choices. No, for honestly, sure. that 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 puts you in, you know, that you were with Aaron and I pretty much in like you've separated 
unknowingly yeah, or, or unwillingly to yeah, inadvertently. <laughs> it's on my list of shame. I'll get there. I'll get there. I promise. Well, Alice, what have you seen? What is your number five? Okay. I like this. I mean, I enjoyed watching this movie. It's Escape Plan <laughs> with Alice Wow. Alice, um, I like this what? movie too. Oh, thank you. Okay, what? that's good. Oh, this is amazing. It's yeah, not, Escape Plan. It's not so awful. much better than La La Land. <laughs> mm, we don't have time. We don't have time. I have never, I'll just say with that, I've never what, like stormed out of a cinema angry. Let me let me just say that much. Anyway, Escape Plan. Aaron, I want to jump this-, this Escape Plan boat and jump back onto the La La Land boat. <laughs> no, I have another friend who feels the exact same way, and I I can almost guarantee you it's for the same reason. And I, I get it, but I would say that's the movie doing exactly what it's trying to do, Ooh, and you have to process your emotions. Oh, we don't have time. We don't have time. <laughs> <laughs> to get into, I have you know I haven't seen it since I saw it in cinema because of my anger. Well, of course not saying, enough. You like, had that kind of experience. And yeah. you, what makes it worse is that I was I was loving it and then I hated it. Anyway, Escape Plan, <laughs> Sylvester Stallone movie. Um, I just my partner and I watched it. We were like away for a weekend and we were like he likes Arnold Schwarzenegger a lot. And so I was like, you know what? Let's just watch this. This looks like fun. And it was. Like, it was fun. Is it believable that they're both extremely highly intelligent, like, you know, people that can break out of any prison ever? Maybe not. However, I still enjoyed it. I thought that, you know, this whole idea of the inescapable prison and being stuck in it and then having to figure it out through your brains and bronze is just, I don't know, it's just like fun. It's just like a trash movie that you put on and you have a lot of fun with and you don't think about and it's totally fine. <laughs> yeah, that's exactly how I feel. It's not a good movie. It's a fun movie. <laughs> yes, exactly. I'm a sucker. I'm a sucker for escape movies like Prison mm-hmm. Breaks or anything like that. And yeah, it just I can turn off my brain and just go fun. Yes, fun. You, you guys are kind of making me want to watch this again. I don't remember thinking it was fun. I just remember sitting through it. Um, it's so cause... silly, but it's so good. Like it's so stupid, but it's just like I mean, yeah, sure, yeah. of course. I mean, I was just in this... the. I wasn't in the place to enjoy a, a silly fun movie. I well, was probably you maybe know, you were just missing some alcohol. More. You know, <laughs> <laughs> Aaron's well, been missing likely. alcohol for how many years now? <laughs> yeah, that's quite likely. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, Aaron, if it makes you feel better, I'll 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 say this. This this is a movie that I like, but if people tell me that they hate it, I go, I get it. Yeah. You know? yeah no, yeah. I definitely have those Absolutely. movies. Definitely have those. Uh, Andrew, what is your number five? Cliffhanger. Oh, that's right. So yeah. we're on to our number fours. <laughs> yes. <laughs> ironically, that was not a cliffhanger, what your number five was. That yeah. was already known, ironically. <laughs> Where, uh, where's the bottom <laughs> sh- now? Oh, <laughs> there you go. There you go. Aaron, your number okay, four. Okay, <laughs> uh, my number four is uh, probably going to get Trump. This is where I have first blood uh, at oh, number yeah. four. Uh, so Andrew will Trump, Trump that one. Trump the crap out of that. Uh, Alice, what do you have at number four? Uh, this is where I have Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2. I'm going to Trump that one. Oh. I shall Trump it. Uh, Andrew, tr- you're number four. We're Trumpity, Trumpity, Trumped all over this place. I guarantee you this movie's not going to get Trumped. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to go with The Expendables 2. Oh, what? No. Come no. on. Preach, I- Andrew. Let's go. <laughs> oh, I think this movie reveals something that we should have known and that we missed out on. Jean-Claude Van Damme can be a remarkable villain. 
he was so good as Valan in this movie. Like honestly, like I I could you know normally I would you would hear have people pick if they're gonna pick one of these from the franchise they would pick the first one because it's a whole bunch of their '80s heroes doing what they did in the '80s and that's all that movie was. And yeah, I would get that. I like the first Expendables, but I think that the Expendables two is better in the sense that it was a well-rounded villain. I love a movie that really appreciates a good villain, and I think that this movie nails it on that front. Like you hate this guy, and I think the acting from him is good. It's yeah, but again, if you guys uh, hate this movie, I get it because it's not a good movie. It's a fun movie. <laughs> if you say so okay. I know if so if you say so I want to hear some people in the chat backing me up that the Expendables 2 is good I need it I just love I, I just it, love it just like not just Expendables we're going with the second one we're going with the one with <laughs> well, Jean-Claude Van Damme well if it's better <laughs> if it's better then I gotta choose that one well, of course you do of course you do uh, alright on to our number threes uh, and my number three might get trumped uh, I have Creed at number three Trump Alright, uh, Alice, what would okay. you like? My number three. number three. My, I don't know, it could get Trump. Also, I, I was looking just really quick now at uh, his IMDb, and there's an escape plan two. There's like oh an escape plan God. six. What? <laughs> yeah, he's not, not in, he's not in all of them. Oh, okay, sorry. No, so I, I think know what Dave, I'll be doing. I think, I think Dave Batista takes over. Yeah, he's in number two, yeah, and it's rated 3.8 on IMDb, so... Woo, Ooh, let's alcohol, go. Alcohol let's... galore. Um, anyway, number three, my number three is Ants. Is that Trump? Oh, no. oh no. yeah. I did, yeah, I did remember he was That's in that. That's the Woody but, Allen yeah. one. Mm-hmm. Yes, yes, but... All I, I I never thought of it as Woody Allen one. I just thought of it as the movie that I watched so much as a kid because I had it on VHS and it was one of the movies that you, uh, you, know, you yes. have and you, you watch a bunch as a kid. And the bit, you know, I just, I have so many moments from this movie burned in my brain from childhood just because of how often I watched it. And obviously this is also the movie that's basically like DreamWorks' is Bugs Life and they came out around It the came same out the time. exact same year. Same year. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Yeah, which is bizarre, but um, you know that it, it's fun. It's a fun movie about ants and you know water, and it's pretty much got the same storyline as A Bug's Life. You know, just <laughs> slight variation, and there's a bit where they try to break into a picnic, and it doesn't work. And I was a bit traumatized by a big foot almost killing them, but it's fine because it. And then a uh, don't forget the magnifying glass. And the magnifying glass, yes. Those two bits were the like horrific. And to be honest, the animation is probably also quite horrific now too. Yeah. But it hasn't aged well. You know, if you if you maybe you've seen a Bug's Life one too many times, and you're like, oh, I kind of I'm in the mood, but I'm not. I don't want to watch it again. You could just watch Ants, and that's yeah. the boob. <laughs> I will never get over the choice to give ants human faces. It yeah. is the weirdest thing. And like the human bodies are weird too, you know, with just like yeah. the extra legs, like the you're just humans with a couple stuff. extra legs. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It's it's weird. It is a weird stylistic choice for sure. Well, because the rest of the bugs in the world are normal. Like, remember when the ants go to fight the termites and stuff? Mm-hmm. T- termites were like giant monsters. Only ants were like the only sentient beings besides the yeah. human foot. Well, and the wasps. Yeah. The bad yeah. guys oh, are wasps. Oh, yeah, the wasps. Yeah, I forgot yeah. about the wasps. The crickets so, are wasps. <laughs> scratch that. Yeah, scratch that. I'm wrong. Yeah. Which one is it? 
Yep. Uh, all right. So that is your number three, correct? Mm-hmm, so I think, mm-hmm. uh, Andrew, we're on to your number three. Uh, I don't care what people say. This is a good movie. If you disagree, you are <laughs> wrong. Demolition Man. Okay. All Demolition right. Man is a good movie. Like, a really, really good movie. And I think that there is a strong enough cult following that would agree that this is a good movie. Their rendition of this utopian future that, you know, like Sandra Bullock and them are living in. And then you bring in this uh, hardened cop from a time long past. And the fish out of water experience is probably the best fish out of water experience I can imagine right now off the top of my head it it really is a great movie i adore it and if you think it's not you are technically allowed to be wrong and our rule on this channel is i am not allowed to say you're wrong so i won't say it <laughs> nicely done way to sidestep it uh yeah and i will not say this is a terrible movie I haven't seen it recently enough to have much of an opinion on it. I watched it a long, long time ago and didn't like it enough to make it part of like any kind of rewatch culture in my life. So, mm. um, but I, you know, so I, I really don't remember a lot. I really have no opinion. I genuinely would say give this a rewatch. You might appreciate it now. I've never yeah. seen it, so can't judge. Yeah. Yeah, so you're not going to get any pushback. Yeah. Yeah. Well, sin- sincerely then from either of you, if you do watch it, please let me know what you thought of it because I would love to hear your thoughts again. All right. All right. There you go. Uh, guys, I'm this passionate about this movie. You should. Okay, yes. <laughs> we yeah, noticed. No, I we noticed. Yeah. In fact, I'm right, sure uh, my partner would really enjoy it, so maybe I will yeah. watch it. Let's move on to number two. This is where I have Guardians of the Galaxy Volume Woo. Two. Um, I have it at number two. Alice, you had it at number four. Four, yeah. Is that right? Four. Yeah. Yes. I I love this movie. I've I've said this. I think since it came out, um, I know a lot of people don't have it as high as the first Guardians movie. Um, I think it's just as good. I don't necessarily have it higher than the first Guardians movie, but. I don't know. I think there's something really fun about this cast and these characters, and it's just a fun watch. The Guardians movies are so fun to watch, and um, and I, I really enjoy uh, this one. So, yeah, it's up at my number two. Alice, what about nice. you? What are your thoughts? Yeah, I agree. I don't know if I'd have it up, like as high as the first one, but it is still... like There are so many great moments. This this movie is just chock full of them. Like, you know, the bit where Groot's trying to break him out and it's just like this whole silly montage mm-hmm. moment of collecting the wrong stuff and, yeah. um, you know, when they're going through all the different wormholes. Like, it's just there's so many... It's so colourful. The characters are developed really well. And I do think that the story's emotional center is, like, quite powerful, too. I think Yondu's entire storyline is one where it somehow made me, yeah, like a character where I was like, oh, yeah, uh, in the first one, I really grew attached to in in this one. It had such beautiful moments, uh, a shed a tear or two, you know, towards the end. And, um, yeah, yeah, I I just, I have so much fun watching it. Like, both movies so far, I'm having so much fun, and I'm so looking forward to seeing how they're going to cap it off in volume three. Yeah. Yeah. Uh yeah, Yandu's story arc in this movie is easily the best part of the movie for me. Um mm. and that's saying something cuz this movie introduced Baby Groot. Uh, yes. 
think genius. to think that to think that Baby Groot or uh, that Disney created both Baby Groot and Baby Yoda slash Grogu, you know they know how to market adorable. <laughs> they really, uh, you know, cracked the uh, the code on, on that, that one. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. It's good stuff. Uh, all right, Alice, what is your number two? This is where I have Creed. So oh, nice. Yeah. So I. It's a, it's a, I mean, it's a great film. Everybody knows it's a great film. Michael G. B. Jordan is both a beautiful, beautiful man and a fantastic actor. So it's really great for me overall because I get to enjoy it from a purely aesthetic point of view, but also from a story point of view, especially because this was my entry into the Rocky franchise. <laughs> I mean, because really? like it's Rocky's just one of those movies, you know, where it's like, I know everything about it. I know everything that happens in it because, of course, I do because it's been iconic for so long and so I've never gotten around to it. So I knew enough that I needed to know going in about Rocky Four and, you know, the Creed and Rocky and that sort of thing. But I did really like the story. I thought that the mentor element between Rocky and Creed was just really powerful. And I do, like, I'd written off Stallone as an actor. And so seeing him in this, I was like, oh, Oh, he can, he can act. Okay. Like he can still act, um, you know, this many years later. And yeah, it's just a really nice story. It's that classic underdog boxing. I mean, I enjoy a good boxing movie as much as the next person. So yeah, really powerful and well-made. Sly definitely gives a career best performance in this movie. Mm -hmm. Hmm. I'm not sure. I am. I don't, I'm not sure it's as clear that it's his career best, um, but maybe we can have that. Me and my friend were arguing bit. last night after watching Samaritan about whether he should have won or if Mark Rylance was the right choice for the Oscar that year. I stand <laughs> by the Oscars, but it's fine. <laughs> no, nah, he should have so got an Oscar that Oscars year. Are so um, yeah, I think I think we. Yeah, I think Critics Choice gave him the the best actor. So did the so did the greatest uh, awarding body in the history of Hollywood, the Golden Globe, HFPA. Coogler's uh, amazing. Uh, Ryan Coogler is just an incredibly mm-hmm. talented storyteller, and there are some choices he makes in Creed that are just brilliant. The way he shoots that fight is just astonishing. You feel like you're in the ring. It feels so real. Um, the emotion of it feels uh, incredible. Um, yeah, Creed's a great movie. I think I had it at number three. You had it at number two. Um, yeah. yeah, it's it's really good stuff. So, yeah. There you go. Sweet. That is Creed. Uh, uh, Are we number done two? your number two? Uh, my number two is Guardians. Oh, okay. I think we're on to your number two. Yeah. Uh, my number two is First Blood. There you go. Yeah. That was my number four. Um, just recently read the book. Um, so different. <laughs> is so, it so different yeah interesting in the book uh rambo kills everyone <laughs> <laughs> um but no this was uh if you think about it this is the first movie about ptsd because the word didn't even exist whenever this movie came out or the the term didn't exist so like seeing a, a soldier's post-traumatic stress you know uh uh, what, what's the word like a animated itself in a way was so fascinating because this movie does such a great job on so many fronts of saying so many important things like 
uh, American soldiers coming back from Vietnam. Alice, I don't know if you know this, but uh, like whenever the Vietnam War was going on, uh, the soldiers were drafted. You know, like they had to go. Like if even yeah. if you didn't want to go, and then when they came back home, uh, the American public like hated them. So it's like yeah. they were forced to go to war, and then when they came back, everybody hated them. And that's what this movie is about. You know, it's about a soldier trying to reconnect with his former squad, and he's just walking through town, and uh, the local law gives him trouble, and then uh, they trigger his PTSD. It's such a sad and heartbreaking story because, like, he's a decorated soldier. And yes, this movie did spawn a franchise of just machismo action, you know, but that's not what this first movie is about at all. It's about a man trying to scrape together the last of his dignity and say, this is all I have left. Let me have this. And the the people in this town are like, no, it's so sad. But it's a beautiful movie. Uh, it's an incredible movie. I was really surprised the first time I watched this movie. I thought I understood what Rambo was. And I actually would encourage uh, anyone, and you too, Alice, like when like you talk about Rocky, like I think I understand Rocky. Like it's such mm-hmm. a pop culture or whatever. But the Rocky movies, are each one of them is so different that you may have some misconceptions, especially like if you were to go back and watch the first Rocky. Yeah, first Rocky movie is not a boxing movie. Yeah, how mm. different it is than you think it, it, it will be. Um, and that was my experience with Rambo was I thought I knew what Rambo was because I kind of understood the pop culture consciousness idea of shirtless bandana, you know, shoots exploding arrows at them and, you know, that kind of thing. Um, and this origin movie, the f- first blood, which yeah. was the title of the movie originally, right? It was never called Rambo. No, uh, Rambo was the name of the sequel. It was the second right. movie is called Rambo. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Rambo uh, first blood for- too, but yeah. Uh, First Blood is a really well-made film, and um, I think if I'm having the conversation about Sly's best performances, I would submit that he is incredible in First Blood. Yeah, uh, some of the stuff he is doing emotionally. You talk about the PTSD. Although I would say, uh, just you know, uh, you, just so we save some emails, there certainly are many, many movies even before First Blood that deal with the idea of coming back from war and being damaged. I think of like even like. Best Years of Our Lives is basically about that. And that's like in the 40s. Um, but um, but yeah, there there is such a heart to it here, like such an authenticity to it here uh, that it's it's really, really impressive. Um, so yeah, I, I would highly, highly recommend uh, First Blood uh, as a watch. Um, and it is violent. You know, I'm not saying it's, you know, it's just I was expecting it to be this, the kind of celebratory violence that I've seen in the other Rambo movies, or at yeah. least how they're portrayed. So, yeah, yeah, it's it, it means something. Yeah, it really does. In this yeah. movie, it absolutely means something, and that's why uh, it's sparing. Like, there's not a lot of it, but when there is, mm-hmm. it it sticks with you for the rest of the movie. So, yeah, yeah, definitely. That's my number two. Uh, all right, number ones. Uh, I have Rocky at number one. The yeah, OG Rocky. Yeah. Um, it is. Also, I think in the conversation for Stallone's best performance, uh, it is easy to forget once you've been to, you know, Rocky's three, four and beyond where it started and what it, you know, uh, was about in the beginning. Um, but yeah, I, th- I think Rocky is, yeah. is pretty amazing. And the so, picture yeah. that, uh, is up right now is not from Rocky one. No, it is not. That is definitely <laughs> not from, from Rocky. Um, yeah. but yes, it is of the character. It, yeah. Rocky that Elbow, is a but, picture of Rocky. Um, yeah, it's 
He was homeless when he made this movie. Did you know that? Mm. Yeah. He was living in yeah. his car, right? Yeah. yeah. And the dog, Buttkiss, that was his real dog that he had to sell so he could get some food. And then whenever he sold the rights to this movie, the first thing he did was buy his dog back. But he, I think he sold the dog initially for like 50 bucks, and then he paid like $5,000 to get him back. So, yeah. yeah. That's a nice yeah. story. Aww. Yeah. I mean, since we're talking about him throughout this entire thing, Stallone's life is fascinating. Like, his, what he had, to, what he dealt with, you know, like, why he talks the way he does, it's a mm. birth defect and stuff like that, the stuff that he had, and the stuff that he's ashamed that he did for money, you know, it's, Rocky is very much a, uh, a biography, almost. Mm-hmm. Almost, yeah. Yeah, underdog story. Yeah. Uh, in many ways. Um, all right, yeah. you're number one, Alice. Speaking of celebratory violence, the Suicide <laughs> Squad. Yeah. yeah, yeah, that is that is the definition of that. Alice, were you with us the week when we did the? Uh, yeah, the suicide no, I squad? was. Yeah. yeah, yeah, that turned yeah. into a uh, shockingly emotional discussion between all of us. Aaron, I don't know <laughs> if you it, remember. As often happens on this movie, because as we've learned, I'm a suck. Uh, so <laughs> you, uh, <laughs> what is it, Suki uh, Lala? Suki Lala, yeah, so, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm a Suki Lala Land, uh, basically. Oh. Is, is what I am. in a, in a, in Swedish, it's Duarlipsur. Oh, very nice. Good to know. There you go. Oh, Tell us cool. about how amazing this terrible movie is, Alice. <laughs> How dare you? Well, most would agree with me. I No, you're right. Andrew, you're absolutely yeah. right. I am in the minority on this one. <laughs> I think it's just, first of all, it spawned one of the best properties to come out of the DCEU, which is Peacemaker, the show, um, which is, by the way, I the theme love. song for that is My Alarm Every Morning, and it do you do the, the dance? Do you do the dance when you no, wake up? No, I try to turn it off as soon, as quickly as I physically can, because it is, like, terrifying to get woken up by... Do you really want to do you really? <laughs> so it works. But, but um, it, it's just, it's so, I don't know, like it's so much fun. And I just really, I love every single one of the characters. And let's talk about King Shark because we're talking about Stallone here. He is so, so great. It is, you know, it is this universe's Groot and... Obviously, much, much more and. violent and horrific. Yeah, it's just... But he's obviously... He's just so good in the role. Like, obviously, I reckon he was having a lot of fun. I think everyone in this movie was having a lot of fun. There's so many great scenes from it. One that comes to mind is when they're shooting up that first camp and it turns out they just killed all the good guys and you're oh just like, God. what have you done? <laughs> you just had so much fun watching all these people die, but then it was, turns out it was actually all the good guys. So you're really like battling with yourself morally pretty much the entire movie, which I think is kind of the point, especially with what who the bad guy or the monster is, I guess. Um, and that kind of ending where it's that idea of like, you know, the villain is in the eye of the beholder sort of thing. And I mean, that's kind of the whole point of Suicide Squad. So especially after the awful, awful nature that the first one, Suicide Squad was, the Suicide Squad is a decided improvement. So yes, very Absolutely. much enjoyed it. Uh, building off what you s- said there, I think the reason why su- the Suicide Squad works, I, it's, yeah, the Suicide Squad. I'm just going to say Suicide Squad 2. Please forgive me. Just know that's what yeah. I'm talking about. So in 2, they did a good job of humanizing mm-hmm. the villains. 
where as opposed to the first movie, they treated them as action stars. Mm-hmm. But at the, but like the in action movie, yeah, exactly. But like we inherently know in the Expendables that they're the good guys. In the first Suicide Squad, we've been told our entire lives these are the bad guys. So we have no like inner longing for these people to live. Whereas in the second one, they humanize them and they give them some semblance of redemption, whether it be the smallest semblance of redemption. But you care about the characters in the second movie so much more than you did in the first movie. I agree. And I also think the team building is so much more cohesive in this movie than in the first. In the first one, it just kind of feels like it was an afternoon and they were like, eh, and then they just apparently loved each other at the end for no reason. But in this one, it actually felt like these are characters that got to know each other, would actually care for each other. You know, there were really nice moments between different pairings of characters, which also made the betrayals so much more impactful at the end as well. You're like, no, I was root, you know, I was rooting for you. And so I just think there's more depth there as well. So there's more to grab onto. So you know, it's all right, Aaron. You don't need to agree. <laughs> hey, listen, I'm more than happy to be silent while you you guys talk about your love of uh, the Suicide Squad. <laughs> the suicide. Um, it barely yeah. made it barely missed my list. I'll say that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It it barely <clears throat> came into my mind as even being a possible honorable mention. Uh, so, <laughs> Aaron just hates all the DC movies. That's it. Yeah, I'm just I'm I'm a Marvel shill. Uh, I so. you like Shazam. Right, I do. I do like Shazam quite a bit. Uh, What about the Joker? What about the Batman? (laughs) The Batman's not that great. Uh, It's not terrible, at least. It's not Suicide Squad terrible, but um, but yeah. Oh, the fun. Well, you know that Joker Two is meant to basically be La La Land. It's a musical. Listen, bring it. Bring Joker 2. Let's see if you can do it right this time. Like, I, I would love nothing more for Joker 2 to come out and me to be like, that was an amazing movie. That would that always makes me happy. So I have no nothing invested in, in the sequel being bad. Um, I would love for it to be amazing. Because um, apparently it's going to be a musical. So <laughs> yeah. that'll be fun. Uh, all right. Uh, let's see. Andrew, you're number one. We already did it. Oh, did I, you say? I shared, I shared Rocky with you. Oh, I didn't know that that was yours as well. Okay, so there you go. We both had Rocky at number one. Yeah. Uh, honorable mentions. Uh, Alice probably doesn't have any. Uh, Spy Kids 3D was a moment I, I when put I it was my a honorable. child. I put yeah. it in my honorable mentions as well. I think yeah. the Spy Kids movies are better than people give them credit for. I think but, Spy Kids um, 1 and 2 are better than people give them credit for. Spy Kids 3D... <laughs> Fair. It was a movie. That's fair. Yeah. <laughs> that's, that's true. That's true. Uh, Andrew, what about you? Um, well, if I'm looking back at like uh, his old movies and stuff, because I, I I normally would say like, oh, watch Rocky one, two, three, four, five, and then all the creepy. I did specifically mention Rocky four just because it's kind of it's so different. Like it's like the almost like the evolution uh, peak of the Rocky movies. Like the Rocky was always leading to Rocky Four kind of thing. Like it's yeah. it's wild. Um, so I, I highly recommend Rocky Four. But it yeah. was on rocky yeah. ground. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> see, whenever Aaron, whenever Aaron does it, he gets a yeah. But whenever exactly. anybody else does it, they get so, whomped. I'm glad you understand the rules. I'm glad you understand the rules. Uh, as far as uh. 
words. Uh, honorable mentions honorable go for mentions. me. Yeah. Uh, these are movies that are just near and dear to my heart. They're not good movies. I got to say that up front. Like, you know, I think that's something that takes up a good portion of Stallone's career is bad movies that you just love. They're cheesy. They're. I have one of those in my honorable mentions for is it, sure. Is it Judge Dredd? No, it's not Judge Dredd. No. Okay. Uh, there's like a Triven, a Tango and Cash. Uh, I'm trying to look here. Just to make okay. Rambo, uh, the 2008 movie where he's in uh, Burma, is one of the most violent, brutal movies I've ever seen. Mm-hmm. But it's actually a really good movie. Uh, looking through here, uh, I'm not seeing much else that I'm. I, I'm to surprised talk about. here. I'll just go ahead and give you my two. I'm I'm surprised we haven't mentioned Copland. I think Copland is often considered one of his better performances. He definitely put a lot into that. Um, I think it's worth mentioning. I don't like it quite as much as a lot of people do, but um, but I think it's a good movie. Yeah, Copland is almost a shame. I really need to see it. I oh, really do. you should see it, Andrew. Yeah, no, I mean, you should everybody absolutely see that's Copland. in it is like, you know, right up my alley. It's like a movie that I should see. I forgot who directed I, that. Uh, one. That makes now it makes more sense why you haven't mentioned it. I thought for sure this it would be one that you would mention. Um, and then the the terrible movie, I would I would call it terrible, but I have a a place in my heart for it, uh, just because there's some amazingness in it. Uh, in probably the time of my life when I saw it, but Assassins, I think Assassins with Antonio Banderas. Yeah, with Antonio. Yeah, Banderas. that's a fun. So. It's a fun movie. Yeah, it's not a great movie, but yeah. it's fun. It's a fun watch. Yeah. Um. So. So yeah. Uh. Anything else? Uh, I think we covered it. Thank you, Sly. Thank you for your service. Yeah. Uh, we appreciate the the movies you have put out for us. It's interesting. Uh, real quick before we move on yeah. to the last thing. Uh. Uh. You know how there's always been like alpha dogs and like Hollywood and stuff like that, like a uh, Schwarzenegger, him, Van Damme, like all those those action heroes. Sigourney Weaver. Sigourney Weaver. Yeah. <laughs> well, the reason why I'm bringing up all these people is because I've heard like uh, Hollywood trainers, like you know, like the like that get people in the tra- shape for like Marvel movies and stuff. Mm-hmm. They've been asked like, who do you think like puts in the most work out of all the action stars, like to stay in shape or to like you know do crazy stuff? And uh, every single one of them always says says Stallone works harder than anybody, hmm. like physically on himself. To like get yeah. in shape for movies, so I I believe it. I've seen the montages. Like, yeah, I know how I know how hard he works. So there we uh, go. All right, let's go on to our buried treasure. What's that one thing in any area of pop culture that you want people to know about? Andrew, kick us off. What is the treasure that has been buried? Uh, I'm gonna go with a comic book for the second week in a row. Nice, do it. Yeah. So as you know, Marvel purchased Fox uh, a couple years ago, and in that acquisition, they got the Alien and the Predator franchises, meaning that Dark Horse Comics no longer had the rights to do Predator comics, and ladies and gentlemen, the first issue of Predator from Marvel Comics has been released. I've read it. It is really, really good. I am... It, it got me excited for the potential future of like where the uh, Predator and even the Alien franchise could take off from here. Uh, Interesting. Yeah. Uh, uh, yeah, I recommend it uh, unless you're Aaron and you don't read. So uh, <laughs> you'll wait for the uh, film adaptation I mean, it's got lots of pictures. Yeah, it's got pictures. pretty pictures in it. You That's know, true. That's true. It, there's a different world where I'm a huge comic book fan. I, like, there is a lot about comic books, graphic novels that really appeals to me. 
Um, th- I think there's some really interesting artistic storytelling that happens uh, in comic books. Yeah. And there's certainly a, a different world where I'm a huge comic book fan. It just never locked with me. It was not something that was ever in my even periphery. I didn't have any friends who were into comic books. I didn't mm. like nobody in my world was introduced me to them. Uh, and so when I was getting introduced to sports that I loved, when I was getting introduced to movies that I love, when I was getting introduced to TV shows that I love, comics was never even a thought. But there's a different world where just one person in my life loves comics, says, check this out. And all of a sudden, I'm a huge comic book nerd I've been doing too, that so. for seven years, Aaron. <laughs> <laughs> well, let's say pre my 30s. Probably oh, should yeah. have happened before I was 30 years old. You know? like yeah. it's, <laughs> Well, I wasn't born yet. Generally, that's when we develop <laughs> those, those things. So so will. we will ignore that and move on. <laughs> but, um, but think about this. Uh, like if Since Marvel owns uh, Predator now, could Predators and Xenomorphs enter the Marvel nah. Universe? Nah. <laughs> Alice is like, stop. No, Just nah. stop. And I, stop. I, I'm, I've never cared about that stuff, but no, that would be too far. <laughs> you, don't want, you don't want the Guardians of the Galaxy to land on a Xenomorph ship and it would have be to like blow when, the crap be, out of them? It would be like when E.T. showed up in Star Wars, right? Like It's like, wait a second, hold on, come on, this breaks the universe. Let's stop. Yeah. Let's just stop this. Yeah, it's just, the tones are just like, yeah. Uh, other continents, you know, just <laughs> yeah. just they they just did something with prey, and that was interesting. Just just keep it there; it's fine. Yeah, there yes. was an old uh, run of Batman versus Predator that was actually really good. So, Batman versus Predator. Yep. I feel like Predator would win. <laughs> uh, <laughs> no. Anyway, I'm also going back uh, in time for a, a property, a pop culture property that has re-emerged this year. Um, and that is Kids in the Hall, the new Kids in the Hall show on Wait, uh, Amazon Prime. Yeah. And like, honestly, back back. Like they are like there are, How old are they uh, eight. I can't remember. It's either eight or ten. Uh, new Kids in the Hall episodes. Now, it feels a little different than the old show because these are different humans now. They have aged. They have, you know, so the, what I, what I hear, I'll tell you what I really enjoyed about this. First of all, these are all really funny people. And then if you start there, you're always going to have a fun time. But secondly, they didn't try to be the old Kids in the Hall show. Mm. They, they are what Kids in the Hall would be now. And they, you know, do skits and sketches uh, you know, based on who they are now. And the, these are great, funny sketch actors. And some of the characters in these sketches are really funny. There's also some really fun, funny meta stuff that they're doing here um, with their real life personalities and who they are. Um, I really dig the sense of uh, humor that's going on in these uh, specials. They're also on Amazon Prime. So like all the barriers are gone. Um, so, you know, there will be more swearing in this than there was in the original one. If you are, uh, squeamish about the full naked human body, uh, probably a couple episodes you don't want to watch. There's definitely (laughs) some complete for long periods of time, full frontal kids in the hall nudity. Uh, so, you know, that is something that, uh, I will just let you know. Um, but it's, I think this is really, really funny stuff. Um, and I, and I was I was I went into it not with a huge amount of nostalgia for kids in the hall. I remember, you know, I'm squishing your head. I remember that kind of stuff, but I wasn't like a huge fan. Yeah. I just remember thinking these are funny guys and I'm really glad they're back uh making me laugh uh, cuz it's it's real fun stuff. So 
So yeah, uh, producer Phil has put the OG kids in the hall. Uh, They're a little bit older. Opposed, they are definitely a little bit older now. Um, but uh, but yeah, I just love it because you know, like Dave Foley had a pretty decent career. Has had a pretty decent career since Kids in the Hall. You know, with news radio and okay. some other things. He was in and, Bugs Life. Oh wait, no, we talked about ants. Never mind. Yes, that's right. Yes. <laughs> the same movie. Um, and and all these guys have done various things within the entertainment industry. But it's fun to see them all back together. You know, in their you know, uh, current stage of their life doing comedy. Um, so it's a high recommend for me again with the caveats that I mentioned. So, yeah. um, yeah. as long as I see cabbage head again, you won't, you won't. I, and, and I will say, and I will say this, I no, I think it's good. You bring that up. Don't go into this expecting like sequels to sketch to sketches. They're not here. It's all new stuff. And I actually, I really kind of appreciate that. Okay. Um, they didn't come to it going, Hey, let's revisit all our old, amazing characters. Uh, they came to it going, what would we say now? What characters would we play now? Um, so, yeah. I also think it's interesting how they've incorporated a, uh, a little bit more diversity in their sketches as well, considering it's five white guys. Uh, you know, that they've, you know, they found ways to have women involved, uh, you know, people of color um, that I, I really respect because it'd be very easy for them to get insular with the five of them and just go, hey, it's just, you know, it's us. Um, so, yeah, anyhow, check it out. Kids in the Hall. Nice. Uh, Alice, what do you got? So when I sent my original list uh, through to Phil and Drew, I then immediately followed it up and was like, no, 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 I meant this, I meant this, I meant this. So if, I'm pretty sure I sent it in time, but just in case. Um, another Amazon Prime uh, property is a new movie uh, called Honor Society. So it stars um, Angry Rice, uh, who you might know as Betty Brandt in Spider-Man and also in The Nice Guys. She plays the daughter. Um, and also stars Gatton Matarazzo from Strange things Dustin from Stranger Things and the best way I can describe this movie is clueless crossed with election that's the the best kind of combo descriptor I can give. It's basically it's about this girl who her dream has always been to go to Harvard, um, but and the only way she can really get there is if her guidance counselor gives her recommendation to his friend who's an alumni there, and he can kind of help her get in in the easy way. But there's four, sorry, three other people that this guy is considering to recommend, and so she then takes it upon herself to basically take them down, you know, in various ways. She talks to the camera, like it's, you know, she breaks that fourth wall and it's very like, "Mm, I know better and I'm going to do this and I'm brilliant and I have this plan. But then, and the reason why I really like this movie is that there's a very interesting turn that takes it down that more election path later down. And, you know, it really kind of touches on this idea of, creating an identity before you actually know yourself and understanding what it is you actually want to achieve in life and not always going off your assumptions, you know, and it's really interesting. It gave me so much more, you know, the whole time you think it's going to be a pretty standard sort of like fun high school rom-com type movie. And then there's a really interesting kind of extra element to it, which for me really elevated it. So it's real. I mean, it's not that long either. It's, it was really fun and a very, very big surprise. Also, I think Angry Rice is like definitely a talent to watch. Like she's going to be, you know, the next Florence Pugh, just got to wait for those right sort of roles to, to hit her. I knew she was going to be big whenever I saw her in Nice Guys. I'm like, this girl's yeah. going places. It's And she's an Australian. Yeah. <laughs> 
I've heard good things about uh, Australia. Um, yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I swear I thought you were going to say, I've heard good things about uh, Honor Society. No, Australia. <laughs> <laughs> good things. <laughs> uh, Honor Society is on the short list of, you know, you mentioned, I think I think it, uh, it was you, Alice, who was talking about, you know, the movie selections this week or whatever. Yeah. We, are, we are in a really weird season for movies. Um, mm. Uh, like for the next month, it's just really dry until like the yeah. award stuff really starts hitting. And there's a bit of that every year, but usually there's something every week to talk about. So I have this short list of like streaming movies, different things that we haven't talked about yet that I can throw on a show and it's, it's on the short list. So, um, I was definitely aware of its existence. Um, but, uh, it's going to get yeah, be more aware of it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Alice is like, I could have watched this again instead of Samaritan, Aaron. Or luck. I mean, either or all, really. Luck was fine. Luck was fine. Let's quit putting them in the same category. They're different yeah. movies. Uh, they all are right. different movies. You're right. They're different movies. <laughs> You that is that, uh, that is Honor Society. It is on Amazon mm-hmm. Prime. Kids in the Hall, uh, new season, is also on Amazon Prime. And The Predator, uh, ish, issue one, has been released by Marvel uh, for the comics. Well, there you go. We did it, guys. Woo! Congratulations yeah. on doing a podcast, on watching amazing filmmaking and having conversations about it. Uh, I'm impressed with all of us. <laughs> Thanks so much for joining us today for Sif Pop. It is part of the Studio DNA Podcast Network. You can find out more about other shows on the network at studiodna.media or by searching Studio DNA in your podcast player. Huge thanks to Andrew for hanging out again today. Well, thank you, buddy. Big thanks to producer Phil for producing the audio and video show. Thanks, Phil. And of course, thanks to Alice who joined us today. Woo. Alice, uh... Send people on a journey of amazingness for your content. Where can they go find more of your stuff? Oh, yes. Well, um, once again, me and my friend are still doing our YouTubes. So Clean Slate at Clean Slate Reviews on Instagram or just if you Google now, I think the most recent video we did was um, a review for Thor Love and Thunder. So that is the most recent video. We Our next one is a debate. Um, so that will be going up next week and it will be uh, at, so at the end of next week or at the end of this week, if you're listening after the fact. Um, and that will be a debate as to... Uh, what is the best Marvel property between Black Panther and Spider-Man No Way Home? And so I will say it was the most efficient video we've ever made because we were both so raring to get into our arguments. There was no like in-between like fun little talks. Mm-hmm. It was just like, no, I've got my rebuttals. Let me go. Let me add them. So yeah, that, that nice. was a lot of fun. Um, so yeah, clean slate reviews. Otherwise, you can also find me, um, you know, at Ali G Mick on Letterboxd and also on Instagram. And obviously I am also a writer for sifpop.com and my last review was luck. Wouldn't you have it? So, you can go read more of my thoughts there. <laughs> well, at least you found a little more purpose in having watched the movie, you know? I, yeah, more, more than I can say for it. Samaritan. That is an <laughs> Thank hour you. See, see different minutes. movies. Yeah, they're different movies. Yeah. Uh, we appreciate you, Allison. Thanks for uh, being on the show again today. We also appreciate our Sif Pop members. As mentioned, you can be a member at Patreon, patreon.com slash Pop. Support starts at three bucks a month. There is a bonus podcast every week that's in your own podcast feed without ads. Uh, Like I said, we're going through House of the Dragon right now, episode by episode, uh, for our members. So again, you can check that out at patreon.com slash sifpop. 
Lots of ways to connect with us. You can leave a comment, a rating, or a review wherever you listen, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, wherever. Uh, you can also email us if you have anything. Uh, that's feedback at sifpop.com. And finally, if you're having a good time, your movie-loving friends will probably like it too, so make sure you let them know about it and that listening is much easier than outrunning a bulldog, which is a breed known for their quickness. Uh, we will be back next week um, with maybe Pinocchio, probably Pinocchio, and then I'll pick another one from the short list, um, and uh, we will see you then. Nice. Bye. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com podcast. That's Indeed.com podcast. Terms and conditions apply.